You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to NFT 365. This is episode 272. I, I was planning on doing like a 252, something like that. But uh, welcome back. You know, one of the things that, you know, I love is, you know, most people actually probably don't even know this, that listen to the podcast. But, you know, one of the things I was hired as a keynote speaker for for a long while was actually conversations on generations. And uh, I wrote a book that no one's ever read because it got stuck in legal, but uh, it was called the millennial mindset. And I've always been like, just, a, I just love like just the whole generational conversation. I love I'm a huge nostalgia fan. Hence why I got some Care Bears, uh, you know, NFTs as of recently. Uh, but we're gonna have some fun talk a little bit uh, 90s. But before we do that, uh, gotta give a shout out to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference happening in October. It's for all those that want to learn, you know, Web three, NFTs, Metaverse, crypto, all of those fun things. Uh, I'll mention a little bit more at the end of the show. But of course, there is a link in the bio for you to check out that event. And you know, we do our, our throwback um, for our Mint 365 each and every episode. And this time we are going back. We're going back a little bit into the Wayback Machine. Uh, I like to say it's 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 BH before the hack uh, or before my wallet drain, uh, which is you know hurts a little bit. Uh, but it's actually back to March first, and we minted uh, on that day a '90s babes. And so this is the the '90s babes uh, NFT, which uh, you know turned into uh, becoming good friends with that team. Uh, many of you know about you know how much fun I had at their party in New York, which I think we'll talk about here uh, in a minute. But we uh, we minted this really cool, uh, you know, the art is you know really something that I, I've loved. Uh, and so this is the one that on the screen for those that are watching, if those in audio, it's uh, we'll we will uh, link to it in the show notes. So if you you in the show notes, you can actually scroll down and underneath the word Mint three sixty five, you'll see a link uh, to the tweet where we've kind of put out our. our um, art and you know this is the the art and I I mean I love it I'm I'm neon I'm loud and proud you know jean jackets uh, you know there you know there's everything from you know the the smack wrist bracelets uh, to you know the potato chips to the blockbuster there's a lot of fun things um, within this art and one of the things that also that you might have remembered back then um, as you know when my wallet got compromised there was you know, I believe 17 or 18 projects that within the first 24 hours, you know, reached out to me immediately. And we're like, I can't believe your wallet got compromised. Uh, I know you put us in your collection. Can I airdrop you or give you a replacement one? And actually the very first one that I do believe that ever landed back into uh, my wallet was actually a 90s babes. And it's a 90s babe rocking some rainbow, rocking, uh, you know, holding uh, some <laughs> some boss chips there. And, uh, and I remember it, you know, for me, you know, even at the time I was like, you know, well, that, that NFT hasn't got compromised, but I'm afraid they got my wallet. And it was, it was a very, uh, you know, interesting time. And anyone can go back and listen to those episodes. They were very raw episodes as I was recording and still buying an NFT going through that 
uh, whole thing back in uh, March 12th or 13th or 14th in that era, in that time frame. But I will say like, just knowing that there were people, good people in the, in the community and good people that were, you know, uh, running web three NFT projects uh, to me was just, you know, another sign and, and belief that, you know, why I'm in this space and what this space is all about. And with that being said, the person that actually made it all happen is actually today's guest. Uh, Danielle, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for, you know, we become uh, fast friends. Uh, talk to tell the people a little about who you are, your background, and then uh, we'll get into some of the questions I have for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, uh, excited to be here today, Fianzo. Um, love the podcast and excited to be on here. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Danielle Petty. I am the creative director and one of the co-founders behind the 90s Babes. Um, I am also one of the co-founders of the new self-love club that just rolled out. Um, and a little bit about my background. Yeah, I um, always been really deep into tech. I used to work at Google, um, kind of came from that side of the tech background, got really into marketing. So been working in the marketing field for the last nine years now, um, and then launched our own marketing agency, which we've been running for the last six years alongside my business partner, Steve. Um, and then, you know, he's actually the one that dragged me into Web3. Um, thankful for him. You know, I was a very much like a lot of other people out there who just um, couldn't wrap my head around a JPEG and what it had to do with everything. And, you know, um, I had a really interesting first exposure with him because he works at Charged Particles, which um, they utilize a, an extremely impressive protocol where they're able to put NFTs inside of NFTs. Um, so like right off the bat, my mind opened up to the potential of what these NFTs could do and the utility. Um, so that's a, a little bit about how I got here. I love that. I love that. And, you know, we connected, we've, we've done a, a Zoom call together. We, we got to hang out at an event in Arizona. Then we also got to hang out in New York. Uh, and I, I mean, to me, that's, you know, it's the beauty of the you know, Web3 space. Um, but we also, you know, like, I think we, we also bonded on like, you know, marketing side of the house, also kind of like the, the whole, you know, good component. We're going to talk a little bit about the self-love club uh, as well, because I love what you're doing there. But I wanted to kind of kick it into, you know, first off, thank you for being one of those people that, you know, one of the first founders that reached out and were like, hey, how can I help? How can I replace? And, you know, for those that, you know, as you're listening, 90s Babes is close to minting out. And we're going to talk a little bit about the project itself. Um, I myself, I think, I think total, I have uh, at least 10 uh, myself personally uh, of the, of the project. Um, it is at 0.03 for Mint, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, and I set that up because for everyone listening, we talk a lot about what projects should do with their their owners and their founders, and how you have to you know build trust, deliver on your promises, and the the reputation. I think a lot of the way projects have, have been led over the years, uh, over the years, over the year, <laughs> not hasn't been years, um, has been a lot of it is like wait till Mint out, or wait till I get my budget, or try to convince people to jump in, and when, you, when we talk throughout this episode, I want people to remember what, you know, Danielle and Steve and the team have been doing throughout this entire process in a, in a true slow burn uh, mint. And I think part of the reason that I, I'm bullish on this project is because it is a slow burn mint that has built a really strong foundation and strong core. And so, Danielle, I'm curious, you know, leading up to the launch, leading up to the, you know, you, you had the art, you have the ideas how was that all for, for you guys as far as like what you were excited for, expectations? I mean, it was early March, which none of us knew what March, April, May, June was going to lead to. Uh, and we were coming, coming through a, a wild 
January, February, where a lot of very successful women-led projects, women art um, had, had jumped off, but there was a lot of like, kind of like an interesting time. So talk to us a little bit about what was it like kind of like pre-launch and some of your guys kind of like wishes and, and you know, kind of things that you guys were looking at, you know, there in the beginning of March. Oh man. Yeah. It feels like so long ago. And also yesterday at the same time, but um, yeah, leading up to the launch was crazy. I mean, you know, been in marketing for the last 10 years. Um, and so we really thought, you know, we had a good handle on what to expect and what going into it, but you know, there is absolutely no doubt that web three is a different beast. Um, and so, you know, as prepared as we could be, there was still so many different things that happened leading up to it that we really just couldn't have anticipated. Um, you know, you mentioned the other women-led collections being like extremely successful right around that time. It was definitely almost like a trend or a fad or like a buzzword to be a women-led project. Um, you know, and so, uh, that was really interesting. We watched our like followers grow organically, you know, up to 20,000, like relatively without ease. You know, a lot of people really just believed in what we were building and loved the nineties and the nostalgia of it. Um, I really think there was something about the fact, you know, we really try to tap into those simpler times, those times that we all remember back in the nineties before tech was everywhere and just like what that used to be like. So I think a lot of people really um, resonated with that, but you know, right before our mint, I want to say it was like a day or two before, um, actually before I get there. So our, our team is spread out all across the globe. You know, we have everyone um, in, in different countries all over the place. And our artist, Erica, at the time was living in Ukraine. Um, and so it was, um, you know, we were all working, waiting for the mint to happen. And right before we opened our mint was when the war broke out in Ukraine. Um, you know, so that like two weeks before our mint was actually really stressful and really, I mean, kind of sad and morbid, you know, um, Erica living in Ukraine, she knew what was happening and what was coming. And she was talking to us about the stress and everything that was going on. Um, and, you know, there was like final art, final art revisions that we were changing and doing things like that. So, you know, um, myself and Lara and some of the other girls on the team were really, you know, kind of stepping up to take over and help Erica out so that she didn't have to worry about things as much. Um, so got to, you know, test out my, <laughs> my Photoshop skills and, uh, really get invested into that. But, um, you know, the, the day before, uh, we opened our mint was when the war broke out. And so, we were really faced with the decision, you know, um, what, what do we do? Do we push them in? Do we, do we go live? You know, um, our advisors, the market, a lot of people were like, now is not the time. Um, you know, but we had an obligation to our team and, uh, and you know, to Erica and to everybody, to our community to really push forward. And so despite the idea of, is this going to be a quick mint or, or what that's going to look like? You know, we felt confident moving forward. Um, we had the support of our community moving forward. And really just wanted to do what we could to take care of our team and, you know, Erica and the rest of the team members. So, yeah, God, those two weeks before and leading up to it really were just very chaos and chaotic. Um, you know, but as soon as we opened up the presale, I think like 2,500 mints were gone within like three minutes. And it was so rewarding and so satisfying. Um, you know, we got to get Erica somewhere safe and her whole family somewhere safe through doing that. Um, which was really our main priority and then um, have been continuing to slow men and stay strong since. 
Yeah, I, you know, I love that that part of the story, and I appreciate that kind of that vulnerability there too. And I will say, like, you know, I think actually one of our first touch points was you were also hosting Twitter Spaces on mental health and uh, awareness, and you were bringing in other women-led projects that were launching around the same time you were at, different leaders in each one. And, and I point that out because, you know, the idea of it being like kind of a trend, I think there was like, there was a view from the outside that like, you know, all these women-led projects that are being successful. And I like to say like, we minted a couple in December and November in our collection that didn't mint out until February. We looked at them as, wow, these are amazing projects, right? And and for me, like Alpha Girl Club and Women Rise are two that come to my mind immediately. And I loved both of those projects. I loved what they stood for, their vision, the artist. Uh, and it was funny because like, when people as other projects were kind of getting some um, you know, attention, rightfully so in January, for me, it was kind of like a beautiful, like it's about damn time, right? Like <laughs> where, where that kind of came forward. But I also feel like, you know, not only did you guys do a, a great job of kind of like bringing that like worlds together, but I feel like during that time, like there was, I mean, when I, w- when I went back and looked at, you know, even from our podcast downloads, I mean, that month of March, I mean, it, I mean, we were getting, it was something like 700 new subscribers a day were subscribing to the podcast. And it was like, I mean, that's the momentum of, uh, of NFTs. I'm curious. Okay. So when we're going through the launch, I mean, I've, I feel like I was, I was sitting on the, on the other side, right? I minted, uh, you know, as there was that big splash, um, excited for the reveal. There was lots of, you know, the art kind of uh, trickling out. And then you guys did something special that I absolutely loved. I'm pretty sure I talked about on the podcast um, that week. Um, but there was like a, I think you had teased out like there was a hidden trait. There was a trait that could be more valuable um, or for, you know, depending on who's holding it. And I remember like, you know, the Twitter chat and your discord was everybody was trying to like, guess and figure out what was going on. And I guess talk to us a little bit about like, so I guess you had this partnership pre-mint and it was one of the properties. Let, let the audience know a little bit about how that all kind of came to life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> I, I was definitely kind of the universe doing for us what we couldn't do because it was a, uh, we, we had this vision that, you know, our different attributes, the accessories in um, her hand would unlock a different reward and a different perk for our holders. You know, um, we really, really worked really hard to put ourselves in the shoes of our holders and think, you know, what would what would we want as we were buying this? Right. Um, and so Moonlight Rollers actually reached out to us um, and they have these absolutely incredible roller skates. I mean, seriously, if you have not seen them, highly recommend you check them out. Um, but she reached out to us, you know, and and was showing us her roller skates. And so we ended up working out something where all of our holders who had a roller skate in their hand were eligible to claim a free pair of skates. So, you know, getting to bring that IRL was so fun to see. I mean, I remember when you guys dropped that announcement in a Twitter space, I had OpenSea up and I had three tabs open and I was literally trying to buy every roller skate one that was set to actually purchase. Cause I had actually just bought my oldest daughter roller skates for Christmas. So this was like coming off of Christmas and like, and this is like the, 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 the worst, you know, uh, brag, but like roller skating was my, my high school, middle school life. I worked at a skating rink. I DJed at a skating rink. I lived pretty much at a skating rink. Uh, I, I, I mean, I had like three pairs of quad skates. I also played roller hockey and ice hockey, but like roller skate like the world is like that's like one of my favorite things my i get to go with my daughters like being able to relive it with my daughters and so like when i saw that as a trait as a giveaway i just thought it was you know so well you know so well done and, and i i think i even mentioned maybe on the podcast about like i can't wait because this is gonna be a trend and we're gonna see more people do it um i think the market 
going where the market did kind of changes that dynamic. I'm making that um, as easy as it, as it might be. But I'm curious, you know, since then, right? So we're talking March, um, all the way up until August. Not only have you guys been continuing uh, to deliver, but you know, we've got to hang out um, at IRL events. Um, we got to, you know, some of the things from, you know, Twitter spaces to, you know, actively still doing some, you know, giveaways and campaigns. I'm curious, just for those that are out there, right? I think there's a lot of people that are, A, afraid to press the damn button because mm-hmm. they're afraid it won't mint out, right? They won't have, even won't get that 2,500 rush, right? Um, or they're afraid, like, well, like, what do I do, like, to, you know, to either continue momentum or respark momentum? And I know, like, I mean, this is all learning, right? I, I think you kicked it off at the beginning, right? This is not like our Web2 marketing days. There's a lot of things that you kind of have to, um, to try out. So, like, what were some of the things that you've done since that March that you've like, hey, this worked, or you tried, and you're like, oh, I'm not sure if that would have worked? Because, I mean, you're less than 400 away from minting out. Uh, not financial advice listeners, but um, I mean, just look at my bag. We got one in the, in the project. I mean, how can you not love Daniela and Steve and the team? Uh, so, I mean, I think we can work our magic there, but talk to us a little bit about some of the things you guys have done since March till now to give people just kind of a little bit of insight on, on that whole journey. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it's funny because we've been saying this since day one and we stay true to this, you know, we're just getting started. Um, that's something we've been saying from day one because we we didn't expect, especially with you know the, the conditions of the market. I mentioned you know the war and everything that was going on when we launched. We didn't expect an instant sellout. You know, um, we, we had a feeling we'd have to really work for it and show our community that we're not going anywhere and that we're going to continue to deliver and we're going to continue to add value and show up. Um, so you know that's really what we've been driven to do. Um, you know, outside of just executing on our roadmap and the different items there, you know, I had 10,000 books show up at my house last week um, <laughs> as a part of our 20% milestone of ordering the I Love My Happy Mama book by Blake Nolan. Um, you know, so that, you know, that's one component. We have the IRL parties, but um, ultimately that's been the tactic is that continue to show up. We really believe that, you know, there's a lot of projects that came into the space and maybe they got a lot of hype right off the bat. Um, they're nowhere to be found now, you know, um, they've completely fizzled out and they're no longer continuing to deliver for the community. Um, even though we haven't minted out yet, you know, we really stand by wanting to do it differently and, and continuing to provide value. Um, and, you know, honestly, our community really seems to receive it and reciprocate it. Well, you know, um, we don't have a single futter in our discord. We don't have a single person asking, you know, when burn supply, um, not, not one, you know, we have a community of people who love the nineties and support what we're doing. And they realize that it's just a matter of time before the right people see our project and we can continue to grow from here. I mean, that's the answer right there, the right people. Right. And the reason that there aren't, you know, the, the projects that goal is to mint out no one can ever say like, if your goal is minting out, it can also be that we get all of the right people that value our utility and value our mission because let's face it, that's not how it works. I also love that you said we're all just getting started because it also, you know, we just launched for those that are listening that aren't aware, uh, what we're calling like a sister podcast. So it's actually uh, a second podcast that is live and all of your favorite podcast players called getting started with NFTs just on that. We're all just getting started as I believe as well. And it's actually 11 curated episodes in the order 
that we believe people should learn and get started with NFTs. So Danielle teed me up kind of nicely on that uh, little promo to our, our sister podcast. I like to think of it as the podcast. You know, if you have a friend or a family member that's annoying you, they don't understand what you do or why you're in NFTs and they want to get in, but you're like, I don't want to deal with them. Send them this podcast. Literally, it's 11 episodes. Um, that'll hopefully answer uh, a lot of their questions. Um, but Danielle, I love that you, you know, also mentioned like, like the reason like the, the flutters or like the those that only talk about the floor price or those that only, um, you know, that are like want to do the same as every other project is if you're really attracting like that style of, of collection. Now, the interesting thing, like I, I guess if we would go back, let's just say April, May, you know, the projects that were maybe getting the wrong people in, but were selling out floor prices were either holding steady or, or, or hanging pretty high because, you know, People are flipping in, people are making money. But if we like just turn back last 60 days, uh, and I said this before the show jokingly, but like there are a lot of projects that minted out, floor price went up nicely, was holding, um, and now are below 0.01 Ethereum for you know their floor because there was really no one was really valuing being in the project. They were valuing that, hey, it was making them some money. And you know, maybe they were valuing some components of it. And of course, as soon as the market tanked, everyone kind of flipped out of it. The beauty of what you guys have been doing, you know, not only, you know, you can mint at 0.03, the floor price is uh, a little bit above that, right? So it's even still encouraging people uh, to mint and uh, and hopefully mint out, you know, let's do, make, let's, let's make that happen this week, uh, which would be pretty cool. But I, I would also say, like, I mean, 90s babes, I mean, you put on the show at New York, right? We have to be, you know, legit. Um, and you teamed up with one of my you know, favorite humans in the whole world, Sandy Carter, um, with Unstoppable Domains. And Sandy and I go way back. Uh, she was really one of the first people to ever hire me as an influencer and kind of validated my like, role in B2B back in 2012. Um, and I love what she's, she's over at Unstoppable Domains. Well, you guys teamed up for a party there uh, on Friday night. And if anyone follows me on social knows, you know, the pictures that have been out there, that, it was the most fun that Carter and I had. Uh, and I know, you know, shout out to uh, Delphi Cat and, uh, and Drew and Kevin, who on our team, we're also there at the at NFT NYC, but they left early, uh, and so Carter and I had to hold down the fort. But could I want? We'll talk a little bit about the party because we had a ball and we got to hang out at like four o'clock and eat pizza together. Uh, but uh, and you even brought the family, which I also thought was a, a beautiful, nice touch. Uh, but talk about like you know leading into that, like. I, I mean, I think there's some people that look at NFT NYC and these events as like, hey, this is the you know, people spending their money to show utility. And then this is the ones that are you know, minted out to get you know, uh, you know, famous or you know, to gain popularity. But like, I absolutely loved it. When you had messaged me about that you were doing um, the party on that night, I was like, well, I'm not leaving you know, a day early. That's for, that's for sure. But talk to me a little bit about like, what was your thought process on creating the party, you know, bringing in, you brought in lots of partners, also some partners from the, the rally ecosystem um, that we, you know, that we're a part of as well. Talk to us a little bit about how that all came together and what was your kind of goals. And I mean, just from my side, you far exceeded any goals that you guys would have had. That was a, a hell of a, a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh my God. I love hearing that. Honestly, it's uh, like makes me excited because uh, it, it exceeded all of our expectations as well. You know, um, <laughs> it was uh so why do we do it? Um, ultimately, like I said a little bit ago, sell out or not, you know, we plan to deliver on our roadmap and to bring all the things to life that we told our community and our holders that we would, you know, and, and one of the things on our roadmap was the IRL parties. Uh, and honestly, it's kind of one of the things that us as a team, and I think our community was looking the most forward to, um, so, you know, we made a little roadmap revision and moved that up and we're able to execute on that. And wow, I mean, 
I talk about full circle, you know, we were able to pull in a ton of partners to help, you know, cover the party and get everything set up and to make it as incredible as we did. Um, huge shout out to Unstoppable Domains and Sandy Carter. Um, they were amazing to work with and so much fun to throw the party with. Um, and, you know, it, uh, yeah, wow, it exceeded our expectations. I remember we opened our like event break to get signups. We opened it and immediately had 700 signups and we're like, okay, great. And then two days later, um, we heard that WOW was having Madonna and uh, Steve Aoki was going that night and Dead Mouse was going that night. And then what Snoop Dogg and Eminem were at Ape Fest. And I remember we had like a little internal huddle of like, okay, what's this going to look like? You know, who's going to show up? And and, uh, I mean, absolutely amazed and blown away. Like not only did we pack the house, we had a line out the door the entire night. I remember the poor venue guy. was like a little frantic at the door. He's like, we can't let anyone else in. Um, But it it just really showed. I mean, everyone who was there had so much fun. We had so much fun. We got to meet so many babe holders. And it really like, I know a couple times, like Steve and I just kept going up to like a high place in the club and just like kind of looking at everything and watching it because like, we couldn't believe like what it looked like seeing it come full circle. But yeah, it was, uh, it was an incredible experience. No, I love all of that, but I'm not sure if I believe the last part because I don't think I saw you stop. You wow. literally were working every angle that like Steve and I hung out for a little bit. We we hung out like he was like, taking some photos and video and I'm like, we just like watched you. You were like the energizer bunny, like bouncing, you know, saying hi to everybody, making sure people are taken care of going from the front door to the back door. And I think that to me is also just a sign of you know, you were not only putting the work, but you were like really caring about, you know, the experience and everyone that was there. I mean, 90s music blaring. I mean, we were on the couches, uh, you know, fist pumping. I mean, I, I had two days. I, I reminded myself that I was I was old because my knees were sore. And I'm like, what the hell did I? Oh, it was 90s babes uh, party. Uh, and, you know, and, I, and I loved that component, too, because there were some friends that I didn't know had 90s babes. And there was actually some of our listeners that they were like, Brian, we knew that event was where we could go because we knew that you were a holder and that you would show up. And it was funny because it was like, wow, you, you waited to that last part, but it was like that, that co-mingling of like, you know, nineties love and, um, and, and kind of coming together. And I also think like just the idea, like, I don't know, I mean, someone can correct me. I don't know any other um, projects that hadn't minted out that put on a full on, uh, you know, party like that. And I'm talking full on for those that, you know, there, there's definitely, there's a couple of videos floating around and uh, I'm wearing a goblin t-shirt that, uh, you know, <laughs> I stick out and Daniel, we were, we were, we had a good time. We were dancing on, uh, on the front stage and that was all captured. Um, and so, you know, like I, I just loved that component. Right. And when I was talking to Sandy Carter about it, uh, you know, at the event and, and Sandy was like, you know, loves you and loves what nineties babes is about. And I, I, I also think like brands that are looking at like bigger picture and, and Sandy, of course, with women in web three and the things that she's working on, uh, I think is so important, but I want to kind of tap back into, you know, I know you have the self-love club, but I also think I, and actually this is something that just, you know, jarred my memory while we were talking now is, you know, like I've been sharing, you know, we connected, I was in a couple of the spaces on mental health and then you and I connected kind of like on our shared kind of journey of how we kind of go through our own personal struggles and like transparency and putting ourselves out and I remember like the conversation we had, like it was really, you know, down to earth. It was, it was great just being able to connect with you and get to know you better. And, and like, kind of like, Hey, how do we, you know, how do we help? How do we move forward? But also how do we, you know, let people know that they're not alone on the, on this journey. I'm curious for you, how has this whole thing been for you as far as web three and like the balance of, 
you know, not only being a mom and running a, a project and all the demands that go on with that, but like, you know, life's pressures. Talk to us a little bit about how you've kind of, you know, handled that and some of the things that, that have come involved in that way. Oh man. Yeah. You know, uh, if we're being honest, I haven't always handled it very well. You know, it, it's been a struggle to find a balance. And, and I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. Um, you know, balance is something that I have to continuously strive for. Um, you know, I'll have my weeks where I am like an energizer bunny and I'm like, and I can just go, 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 go. And then, you know, the mom guilt sinks in and I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't play enough Minecraft with him today, or we didn't go to the park or, you know, um, and then I'll have other day, you know, other weeks where it's like, man, I I don't feel like I got anything done. Um, you know, I've been kind of lounging around. So it's definitely been a struggle and something that I have to continuously strive to find that balance between, um, you know, uh, and that's actually kind of how the self-love club came to be. And, and it really was, you know, I was starting to realize that, you know, um, that balance just isn't really present. And it, it, it's, it's a struggle because I think, you know, coming into web three, I remember one of, it was kind of like the joke was like, I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know? Um, which is hilarious and terrifying um, and definitely not healthy, you know? And so, but it, but it's easy to get caught up in because you don't want to miss out. And, you know, it is easy to feel like you're behind or you're playing catch up. So um, yeah, I guess my answer would be that I, it's something I strive for and I continue to work on every day. Well, you're definitely not alone. And I, I've actually, like for me, like just the idea of balance is like one that like I just, I kind of gave up on like the, the need for balance and more of like just the need for like knowing that I can like identify, you know, my priorities and my world, like, and, and how they, because like, you're right. Like we, ha- we have to almost like forgive ourselves in some cases and then give ourselves permission in others. Um, and I've been one that, you know, I will openly admit, I was one that would say like, you know, well, I can sleep when I'm dead. Right. Like that was a phrase that came out of my mouth while at the same time, not you know, trying to stop the the grind life and the FOMO life that exists in Web3 where everyone, you know, you know, it was it used to be like a brag, like, oh, we ran a 19 hour Twitter space. And you're like, is why is that a brag? Like, I mean, like, like 19 hours and you were on your phone talking to strangers and, and pictures. And and I and I do think I think we've made a little bit of a change there. But I also think with that change, actually, there's a little bit less connection and touch points, which I think then requires a little bit of that self-love, right? I think a little bit of that, you know, reminding ourselves that, hey, we're, if we're doing our best and that we can take care of ourselves. Um, and I'm also curious, just from your, you know, your take on, um, you know, like when we look at the space and like who's still here, right? There's, there's exciting because those that are here are kind of like we're locking arms and we're like together, we're going to get through this. But it also can be a little bit, um, you know, frustrating. And you have a you know, background, you know, you know, leaving Google. And I, I can guess that when you were at Google, you would have never imagined, uh, you know, this would be, uh, you know, uh, such a prevalent part uh, of your life. But I'm curious, like looking at it from like a, a Web3 journey uh, idea, like how are you looking at like moving forward and some of the things that you're excited about in regards to like what we've all learned about ourselves and really this space over the last couple of months? Oh man. Yeah. You know, um, there's so much I'm excited for. I think, you know, a lot of things you mentioned, um, that the people that are still here, you know, I I think that's something that actually kind of excites me. I think a lot of the people, and you know, it it just, in my personal opinion, I've seen several people who were in it just for the money, just for the flip, you know, just for, um, whatever that, you know, motive was, um, they're not as active anymore. They're not around anymore. The people who I do see that are still really active 
are the people who really believe in like what can be built here and the change that could be made here. And like, it's the people that want to be a part of making that change. Um, which that I think is really beautiful. I definitely want to lock hands with all of them, <laughs> like everyone in that position. Um, Cause it's, you know, I think we really are creating something beautiful here and, and there is a shift happening, you know, um, it's the, I remember the 19 hour Twitter space. I tried to hang, um, <laughs> did not make it very long, but it was so funny. Cause like there was part of me that was like, dang it, I can't do it. Um, yep. You know, and, and I love seeing the, the prioritization shift, right? Like, we're seeing a lot more people talk about the need of taking care of yourself and the need of wellness. And I mean, I know you and I can relate to this fanzo, like NFT NYC, so much fun. I think I tried to squeeze in like 10 or 12 events in like three days or something ridiculous. And I came home and I was sick for a month. Yep. Um, (laughs) You know, and it's funny because I was kind of like kicking my own ass afterwards of like, you know, like I knew better, right? Like I knew like running around from place to place and getting lack of sleep and eating donuts for breakfast. And like, I knew that it was going to catch up with me, you know, the stress of trying to get the event ready. Like I remember even telling my husband, like, I'm definitely going to be sick coming home from this, you know, (laughs) it was like, it's like, I already knew what I was setting myself up for. Um, you know, and, and I love starting to see, I think a lot of people realize that. Yeah. A lot of people realize like if we're going to be here and we're going to be the people making the change, we've got to do it in a sustainable way. Right. Like and so, you know, that is why I love seeing how many people are starting to prioritize wellness and mental health. And I know, Fanzo, you've always been a huge advocate, which is why we've done so many Twitter spaces together, because it really does. You know, when you're loving yourself, when you're taking care of yourself, when you're doing those things to like fill your own cup you're able to give and do so much more for, you know, the web three space for other people, for your family, for everyone. Yeah. It's why, you know, I love that whole piece. And uh, it's why, you know, like our mantra here on the podcast is simple, right? We is greater than me, but I always have to caveat like right after I say it, because I say, but you can't be a part of a greater we until you're the best me that you can be. Right. And it's like that you really have to, and it's, it's, there is that external pressure of like, if I'm taking care of myself, I'm selfish. And, and if, if you kind of take a step back, you realize when you take care of yourself, you're able to give more of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to show up more, you're able to be more aware, set yourself up for more success. Um, and so I loved you know, when you uh, reached out about the self-love club and I, you know, I immediately love that component. And, and I will say like, I mean, pre web three, I was extremely guilty of not knowing how to take care of myself. Like put my, you know, my daughters were nearby. I could pamper and and we'd spoil the hell out of them, Uh, you know, hang out with friends. But if it was like me time, it was like, okay, how am I giving back? What am I working on? Where am I? Like it was, I, I just was, you know, that was a, a struggle of mine and I've never been one like that, like, figures out like the boundary side of the house. It's more of like, just like, it's like reverse engineering. Like Brian, you got sick after New York because you did these things. Like, can we try not to do them, you know, again, moving forward? Uh, talk to us a little bit about self-love club. Uh, give us a little bit of framework on what that is and, and uh, where can people can find out some more information about it? Yes. Oh my God. Self-love club is something that I know we are all super excited to see um, come to life. It's something that, you know, in, in our individual spaces um, we have, all been talking about it, you know, um, myself and Fari and Diamond Doll, we've actually met up at different conferences this whole year, right? Like we met at San Diego Con, we were at South by Southwest, um, we were at New York. And um, we've all kind of bonded on the common idea of like needing to take care of ourselves. And like I mentioned, you know, after New York, that was really like, 
I was down for like a month. And that was like, you know, while I wasn't in bed for a full month, it was still a month of like struggling just to do the bare minimum. And I, and I felt, I realized that, you know, that four days of crazy cost me a month. Right. And and that really started to kind of sink in for me. And so, um, we all got together and started to talk and it was like, you know, when I was in New York, it wasn't really showing myself any kind of love. You know, it was like, if anything, it was like, I'm late for the next thing. You know, I was just constantly kind of beating myself trying to get where I needed to go, um, and, and get done what I needed to get done. And so we came back and we started talking about it and we're like, you know, these conferences are amazing. Like, I love these conferences. I'm probably one of the few people who's had the privilege. Um, I, I get to bring my son and my husband with me to all these conferences. And so, you know, like I really get to have a really beautiful experience every time I go. And, um, but the number one thing that was noticed was there is no prioritization for wellness. None. You know, if if anything, it feels like the opposite right now. (laughs) And so that's really what we wanted to create. You know, our whole mission with the self-love club is to curate space for wellness in web three, you know, to help our friends be able to prioritize mental health and physical well-being and personal growth. Um, Because truly, you know, like we were just saying, those times when I am like nourishing my body and getting sleep and I'm you know, taking care of my mental health and things that I need to do, I'm able to show up and I'm able to do more and I can be a better leader and I can be a better friend and wife and mom and everything. Um, so, you know, that is kind of where the self-love club came from was just that idea of we really want to curate space and we want to bring that to life. And so we are, um, you could definitely follow us on Twitter at the self-love club. Um, and we are actually so what we're doing is we've attached ourselves so far already to three different conferences. Um, we're going to be at Midwest Con this week. So if anyone else is going to be at Midwest Con, you can see us Friday. We're going to be powering the Wellness Lounge and for the Midwest Con conference. And then we will also be at Art Basel and at San Diego Con. Um, but really, our goal is to curate space at all of the conferences. Um, and it'll be like a a healthy little intermission to be able to step away and, and you'll prioritize your health, whether that's through a guided meditation or a Reiki session or a massage or, you know, just a moment to sit and chill and be creative and network with friends in a different type of space. I love that. And we, we might have to, uh, I know Mike, our, our sponsor crypto business conference, uh, listens to this. We might have to figure out how we can make that happen there, uh, in San Diego as well in October. Um, I, and I love that like idea of like that, you know, it's that in real life reminder too, right? Because it's easy for us to, you know, I, I mean, we've all been guilty of it. Like take care of yourself. We close our, or we pause our discord, you know, Mondays nine to five, every Monday, nine to five, um, for mental health. And it was, and for some people it was like, why are you telling me what to do? Like I can take that my, on myself. And it was like, actually it's for our team. Like we need to give our team a reset and a break. And it's a way for us to be like, Hey, the mental health channel is open. The rest of the discord channels are paused during these hours. And, um, you know, it's not perfect, right? Because there's different time zones and things, but I love like the more reminders and like the people that are owning it. Right. Cause I think the more it becomes like natural and okay. And, and I find that now like in Twitter spaces, people that are opening up about neurodiversity and, and like what they've gone through, are doing it in like a very um, not like in a, just like throwing it around as like a, a trigger, but like they're doing it because they're comfortable now. And I remember a year ago, um, I was one of the very few, right? And it was like it was like, wait, Brian did what? He talked about what? And so it's comforting to, to see a lot of those uh, those movements as well. Uh, you, as far as '90s babes go, and like where you're at with the the project, you know, one of the things 
you know, it was brought to my attention. Uh, I have a really close friend that has 90s babes. Um, she, I dragged her into Web3. Um, and she is like one of the smartest, brightest humans that I know in my world. And one of the things she brought up to me, and she knew when I, you and I were having the interview today, and she's like, I love to know Danielle's opinion. So I'm just curious, you know, her view was like, hey, Brian, I love what's, you know, what's going on in this space. But there's also sometimes that feeling of, you know, women-led projects or women you know, struggling to support each other as much as maybe we should, or, you know, kind of having a little bit of that like competition or, or stepping on each other's toes. And I will say from like, as like the cis white guy perspective, like I love all the women projects that are in our collection. It feels very uh, harmonious, but I, I know there are probably some others and this, this isn't male, female or non-binary. It's just more of like, you know, how have you looked at like the, the kind of like that importance of like kind of getting along, but also just recognizing like sometimes some people or some projects might not be just like a perfect match and you kind of have to work through that. What would you say to someone that like, I mean, I think she wants to launch a project, um, but I think that's actually one of her hesitations is like, I don't get along with a lot of other women that, and if there's other women led projects, it might make that assumption. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, I, I, my thoughts on that are really like, there's no room for competition here in web three. That is just like from the second I entered, I just kind of dropped that. That feels very web two. It feels very, um, not something I'd like to see continue. You know, uh, I'm one of my favorite sayings, and I'm sorry for everyone who's heard me say this probably a million times in Twitter spaces. Um, but you know, it's rising tides lift all boats. I truly believe that. I really think, you know, we're still early. There's still time. There's no need to, you know, be cutthroat and competitive. Um, you know, I, those projects, those people definitely exist. I think that, you know, everybody has that same mindset. So, you know, my suggestion would be to uh, surround yourself with people who have what you want, whether that's just the mindset or the outlook or the perspective. Um, but, you know, I, I've, I'm always been really big. We mentioned it in the beginning, you know, anytime there's an opportunity to lift somebody else up, to bring them on stage, to share a Twitter space, to, throw their name into the room. If there's an opportunity, you know, that's normally my first go in. And I, you know, I am a big believer in what goes around comes around. So um, I, I really believe that if we can continue, especially, you know, the women in the space, we are still, um, you know, the smaller number in the space. So the more that we can support each other and shine a light on each other, you know, um, it, it just helps us all succeed in the long run. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, I will tell you, I'm getting literally my text messages are blowing up. We, we, you know, for those who are listening, we are recording this live on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook. And I got a whole bunch of text messages saying, I just minted a 90s babe. I just minted a 90s babe. So I love that. Uh, you know, Gregarious, who's been a past guest, he already has the rare Velma that he gets to, uh, to rock. And I was very bitter. I, I believe I'm the one that messaged him or we were messaging during the mint day. And then he was like, look what I got. And I was very, there was definitely some uh, jealousy uh, uh, on that side. Uh, and I know Drew, Drew went, uh, minted one uh, as well. Um, and I, you know, I also just think there's something fun about the art. It's something fun. Like when my daughters you know, and most people listen to the podcast know, like I, my daughters have their own ledger and, and I let them go through my wallet and pick, you know, out their different ones. And they all love their, like the nineties babes art, you know, jumps out at them. And I laugh because like, you know, there are certain things I try to get my daughters to like watch or pay attention to. Um, and they have no interest, including Care Bears, which I just bought some Care Bear NFTs. And my daughter's like, no, 
Um, but then there's the, like the other side where my middle daughter's scrunchied out with the slap bracelets. Like I am like, when I have to remind her, I'm like, I showed her that I'm like, look at this. This is showing it from the nineties, not from, uh, uh, where, where you're at there. Uh, I'm curious, you know, self love club nineties, babes, you know, as we kind of pull this together, you know, what, what is, what are you most excited about? Like, you know, you have some of the events coming up, you have nineties babes, which we're just going to manifest and, and put out there, um, that, you know, that we're going to mint, mint out. Oh, Travi just messaged too, that he minted one. Look at that. My, literally my texts are, are, are minting out, uh, well done there. NFT 365. Um, and I'm, I'm just curious, like, what are the, what are some of the things that you're either looking forward to, or even, you know, maybe some of the, the nineties babes new holders, uh, can look forward to over, uh, over the next couple of months. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a lot, honestly. Um, we've been busy, you know, we've been really busy building and working and, um, continuing to form new partnerships and continuing to build things behind the scenes. So, um, there is a lot of things that are still under wraps, just, you know, legal reasons, unfortunately, uh, web two legal legal side of things does not move as fast as web three. So, you know, that takes a little bit longer to be able to fully roll out, but um, we have been getting a ton of requests to do another party. So we are scoping out what that's going to look like for our holders. So if you missed the first one, don't worry. Um, you know, there is going to be a chance to have another party with us, hopefully here very soon. Um, we've also got, you know, some fun things in the works. I, I mentioned our book showed up. That is something that I know we're all super, super excited for. Um, I actually have a copy right here. So the book is called I Love My Happy Mama. And it's a board book and it's written, um, it's written by a mom who was struggling with postpartum depression really severely. And she was able to take that experience and that pain that she went through and really like transmute it into this beautiful book to support mothers. Um, so this is something, you know, really close to my heart and, um, we got 10,000 copies in the garage. And so right now what we're doing is we are lining up different organizations that we're going to get to go out to in person and donate these books and give it to like moms here who really need them. So um, that's one thing that we're really looking forward to. We've got the Women Without Wallets initiative that is finally live. Um, this one's exciting. Uh, you know, we have all of our babe holders and, and all of our new babe holders, everyone's eligible to jump into our discord and nominate someone in their life who does not have a wallet yet. So the idea here is that what we're going to do is we'll do live onboarding sessions. We'll get on a Zoom meeting face-to-face, and we'll actually help onboard them, set up their wallet, and then send them a 90s babes as their first NFT. Um, That was a huge barrier for me entering the space. I know that might sound silly to some people, but I remember kind of lurking on Twitter and then saying to Steve, you know, I don't have the profile pic, so (laughs) it doesn't work yet. Um, And it it was silly, but, you know, as soon as I got that first NFT, I I felt like a part of, and it really kind of sparked that, okay, I'm ready to dive in further. So our thought and our goal here is that we can help, you know, a hundred different women and onboard them into the space and doing so. Um, So that's something that we're kicking off. And then, um, yeah, man, we've got a lot of, we've got framed prints rolling out to holders. We've got um, some more 90s babes merch that's going to be coming out soon. Um, And then we've got the partnership with Michael and David Uslan. that's something that we formed a few months ago. Um, they are the um, producers, the executive producers on all the Batman movies, um, you know, a board of directors at Comic-Con, lots of really cool things that they're involved in. So we are cooking up some um, something really special for our 90s babes holders that are going to get first access to it. Um, that is 
all I'm allowed to say about okay. it right now. But. I think you, yeah, I say that that alone has the uh, excitement, uh, you know, of the the project. And you know, and I also love, you know, this is also a great reason for those that are listening that are NFT owners. It, you know, having patience and recognizing like some things like Web two, leg, you know, legality doesn't move at at our speed. There's also things that like they it's going to take longer, not because we don't know better, but because there are moving parts where other people's lives change and things, you know, kind of move around. I love, you know, that you're donating the books, you know, and, and from like, kind of like the behalf of the, the holders, I love the collaborations. I mean, you partnered with like the roller skates out of the jump. Right. And I would argue a lot of NFT projects have the people running them have never partnered before. Right. That's a whole new world. And, and I can, I, I can recognize that can be scary for a lot of people. I've been, I've been getting a lot of, uh, you know, uh, creators or influencers reaching out and saying, Brian, here's my contract. I was just forwarded by this brand. Like, what should I do? Cause they've never signed an influencer deal before. And like, so like a lot of those things we have to also just recognize are, um, you know, sometimes take longer and are new uh, for some of the people, but there's also ones that are like, there's so many moving parts going on. So I love all the things that you have going on, Danielle. It's been super fun, you know, for us, uh, you know, to not only become fast friends, but be able to, you know, hang out IRL, you know, love supporting everything, uh, 90s Babes is doing as well. We minted as part of, you know, our collection. And I, I will just say the, the other part of this too is like, you know, that idea, like, you know, you reaching out immediately and being like, hey, what's your wallet? Let me, um, you know, let me, you know, throw you a, a 90s babe and uh, and take care of you. And and, and thankfully enough, uh, the 90s babe that was in our wallet, you know, um, didn't actually um, get actually taken from me. It wasn't one of the ones that was, uh, was stolen. But in that in that art of paying it forward uh, for, so for anyone that listens to this in the next 48 hours, so 48 hours from launch, uh, if you tag, uh, you know, the NFT 365 podcast account and nineties babes account on Twitter, and just let us know like your favorite part of the episode or your favorite thing about being nineties babes, we'll pick one person and we're going to gift that one um, that, that Danielle gifted us um, when our wallet was getting compromised uh, as a way of kind of paying it forward and hopefully uh, rewarding those that are, that are listening and, and tuning in each time. So Danielle, thanks so much for, for coming on. And, and hanging out with me and uh you know excited for more in-person events and and you know self-love club I, I i signed the pledge i'm all in uh on that and, and supporting so we'll include those notes as well i love it thanks so much for having me here today fanzo i really appreciate the time yeah thank you everybody and thank you you know for those that you know there are some you know great events definitely have to get a shout out to our uh our sponsor crypto business conference it is october 9th to the 11th in beautiful San Diego. I mean, there really is nothing that replaces, you know, uh, handshakes, hugs. I like to say, turn, you know, turn the hashtags or the NFTs uh, into, you know, hugs and selfies. And um, and I, I think the beauty of that also is coming together at events where you have kind of shared interest and common passion. And uh, even if you're not fully in the space, you haven't got your wallet yet. It's a great place to kind of be the place you get your first wallet or the place that you, you know, kind of talk to people about some of those first projects. So uh, definitely check that out. It is in uh, our show notes uh, below. Uh, and lastly, I'll, I'll use that quote that Danielle shared, you know, that rising tide lifts all boats, right? I, to me, that's the premise of Web3. It is, it's the first time in my, my career that I've truly felt that, you know, when we're building, it's it's building it for all of us, not just building it for one individual or one person or one, uh, you know, one in, you know, one project. And that doesn't mean that everyone is doing it that way, but I do believe the opportunities are there. Um, and so I'll challenge everyone to kind of take that mantra and, you know, even ask yourself, like, how can, what am I doing in the Web3 space that is helping, you know, lift the tides 
of all in the space. We need more education. We need more amplification. We need more onboarding. We need more handholding um, because you know there are a lot of great people that can really make a great impact on this space and they just need you uh, to kind of help them on the journey. So hopefully everyone kind of takes that up. And uh, as always, until tomorrow, make it a great day, everybody. Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, this show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.